0: Signature win from Mike Anderson. Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello and I am your host. Bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And we come to you with a new episode today. We're talking the commitment Of Brandon Gardner after months of what seemed like good feelings and good vibes, and you know, positive signs and and you know, little hints here and there. uh, We finally get the commitment from Brandon Gardner as he announces at 8 a.m. on Monday morning that he will be playing his college basketball at St. John's beginning in the 2023 and 2024 season. Gardner, of course, a four star. Top 100 uh, forward, small forward, power forward, 6'7, 210. Rated right now as the number 71 overall player uh, in the 247 sports rankings. Expected that that might even jump a little bit more. You know, maybe he could get up maybe to the 50s or somewhere like that. Huge, huge get he is the biggest recruit in the Mike Anderson era. It's the second straight year now that they've landed a top 100 kid after AJ Store in the 2022 class, now Brandon Gardner in the 2022. class. And of course, uh, you hope for a lot more, but I'm going to get to that in a second. Like, listen uh, this is not a shocking commitment you know I I think that most people had a good feeling about this it seems like for the last couple of weeks uh, the obvious answer was going to be St. John's but of course as a jaded St. John's fan like myself and I'm sure like you are if you're listening to this you know you wait until you actually hear it from the player from the recruit uh, before you get happy and before you celebrate so it was good to hear it from Brandon himself and he seems very very enthused about the program Uh, when you read his interview with Zach Braziller in the New York Post uh, when you hear his interview with, with Dave on his podcast and of course his uh, his writing that he did for Sports Illustrated seems like he is absolutely sold on St. John's uh, seems like he is going to be a really really good fit for St. John's of course I don't know everything about this kid's game he's a high school player uh, but seems incredibly athletic seems like he can really guard uh, one to five seems like he can step out on the perimeter should be a force down low as well with at a uh, 10. you would expect to he only gets bigger uh, before he goes before he comes to college and as he progresses in his college career, uh, it just seems like a very very natural athlete, uh, someone who likes to run up and down. He mentioned that I think in every interview that he did today that he likes to get up and down, that he likes to play fast. Well, if he likes to do those things, then he should be a great fit here. Uh, he should be a great fit potentially playing with someone like Posh Alexander and Andre Corbello next season. What would be those guys' senior seasons uh, should be a great fit for St. John. Should be. A a great fit uh, for Mike Anderson and for this staff. And that's another solid, solid recruit for Mike Anderson, for Van Macon, for Shoes Vitroni, all of them uh, outstanding job. It seemed like it was really a team effort for Gardner. I think he mentioned Macon as kind of the lead uh, recruiter with him and his family, but a great, great job on them kind of selling Gardner to New York City. Like we said, biggest recruit of the Mike Anderson era so far. But my hope now is that this is the start of a really big 2023 class for St. John's. You know, they've got something here. Uh, We haven't seen, you know, Mike Anderson, though, put together a top 50, a top, you know, 25 type recruiting class with multiple, you know, four star, top 100 kids. The hope now, for me at least, is that 2023 is exactly that. You know, you look at all of the uh, official, unofficial visits that we've seen over the last month or so. You know, they've had what Brandon Williams uh, on staff, who's a top hundred kid, who I think is kind of similarly rated to Brandon Gardner, uh, the Carl Cheffernan. Uh, I'm going to mess up that name, Elijah Gertrude, Silas Demary. These are just names out there for a lot of people, including myself. But these are top hundred rated kids. That if you can put together, if you can get two. Hopefully three of them on your staff. That's a really, really good recruiting class. You know, that's a top 40, you know, top two, top three uh, in the Big East type recruiting class. And that's what win games like like talent at the end of the day wins games. Why is Villanova at the top of the conference every year? Because they recruit like hell because they recruit a top 20 class every single year. You know, why is Creighton always good? Because they recruit very, very well. Marquette Yukon these programs recruit very very well and that's a big reason why St. John's has kind of fallen behind a lot of these programs is they just don't land enough for and well not really 5 but you know top 100 four star kids that just doesn't happen enough for St. John's they have a real opportunity to do that now and Brandon Gardner is a great great start You would hope that the next, you know, that the logical next step now would be Brandon Williams, uh, who's a local kid. Um, I believe I'm not exactly sure where he plays locally, but I know he's being courted by UCLA. So some tough competition there. But if you can convince Williams to stay home and then land one more player uh, in this class, that's a really, really solid class. And again, that's how you build a program. You know, we're going to go into this season now with NCAA tournament uh, expectations or realistic NCAA tournament expectations with the addition of Andre Curbelo, with the addition of David Jones, bringing in AJ Storr, bringing back uh, Posh Alexander and Dylan Wusu and Joel Soriano, bringing back all of those guys. You're going to go into next season hoping that you can make the NCAA tournament. Now, it's anyone guess, anyone's guess if you do or not, but I think it's a realistic expectation or a realistic hope at least. How do you build a program? You, you make the tournament one year, and then you have a top 40 class coming in the following year. That's how you build a program. That's how you sustain success. You know, I just mentioned Villanova, UConn, Seton Hall, Xavier, Providence. That's how these schools do that. They have tournament seasons. They have seasons where they make the NCAA tournament, and then say they say, look what's coming right after that, that tournament run ends. We've got three or four more four-star kids c- uh, coming in next season. That's how you build a Big East program. That's how you get back to the top of the Big East. It starts with recruiting. And I don't know what's happened in the last basically three months or so, but the recruiting has been off the charts. I mean, I said this in my tweet earlier today, uh, if, if you follow me on Twitter, at Troy Moreyello, we don't usually beat out Auburn and LSU for recruits. You know, we're not recruiting on the same level as Auburn and LSU, especially for a kid who's not a local kid. Gardner's from North Carolina. Uh, you know, we don't usually poach those kids from that territory. That's not usually a St. John's thing to do. You know, when a kid is deciding between Auburn, LSU and St. John's, more often than, more often than not, he's going to the SEC school. So that just shows you the kind of work that was put in by Macon, by Shoes, by uh, Coach Anderson, by TJ Cleveland, by those guys to get Brandon Gardner to come here. You know, because like I said, even even Georgetown, who was in his final four, you know, uh, uh, took Jordan Riley out from under us two years ago. You know, we don't usually win these recruiting battles. Hopefully now Gardner is the start of something. You know, you look at Andre Curbelo, you look at David Jones. Those guys had a lot of high major interest. Brandon Gardner had a lot of high major interest. Something has changed in the last couple of months uh, for for this staff where they are all of a sudden closing on these, these kids that they were not, you know, whether it be a transfer or whether it be a recruit, that they were not closing on a few months ago. You know, something has changed. We hope now that this is kind of the start of something new, like I mentioned. Bring in a monster class. I want to see a big, big class in 2023. I want to beat out a school like UCLA for Brandon Williams. You know, I want to beat out the Alabamas and the Auburns and the Arkansas and the Texases and the Kansas. I want to beat them out for players, especially local players. I don't want to lose New York City kids to Kansas. You know, I don't want to lose, you know, like Kyle Coffey. I don't want to lose a kid like that or to Georgetown or to UConn. No, keep these local kids home. Start winning some of these recruiting battles against these SEC schools that have the deeper pockets than you, that aren't operating on the same playing field as you are. Hopefully, like I said, this is the start of something with them. But you know, listen, I, I, I've ripped on Mike Anderson. I ripped on this staff a ton last season. I think a lot of that was deserved in terms of the on-the-court uh, performance that we saw last season and the disappointment that there was from last season. I I think all of that was deserved, but I will say this. Zach Braziller and I said basically three months ago now they needed to hit a home run this offseason. They needed to do that to have any sort of buzz going into next season. Well, not only have they hit a home run now, but they've hit multiple home runs. You know, they've hit a few different home runs now, basically spanning two seasons when you can include Brandon Gardner for the 2023-24 season. You know, when you look at, uh, obviously, keeping everyone intact, keeping Pasha Alexander, bringing in Andre Curbelo, bringing in David Jones, and now landing Brandon Gardner. You know, they have hit multiple, multiple home runs. So, listen, there are still question marks. The jury is absolutely still out on Mike Anderson as an in-game, in-season head coach. You know, in-game adjustments, in-season adjustments, controlling his rotations, you know, giving the right guys minutes. There are absolutely still questions about that but those can't be answered in may and june what he can do in may and june is recruit like hell and he has done that a hundred percent these last couple of months does that completely excuse the disappointment that there was last season no does that get him off the hook for next season no we need to see results on the court next season but I have to give credit where credit is due. He has done the absolute most this offseason. This entire staff has done the absolute most this offseason. So my, uh, I tip my cap to them because they have done a great, great job uh, recruiting Corbello, Jones, and now Brandon Gardner for the following season. But you want to see this be the start of something big in Queens. You want to see this be the start of a big, big class in Queens. You know, And, and it's, it's a make or break year, I still think, for Anderson next season. But he has certainly bought himself some leeway now. You know, you're, you it's it's very very tough for me and, and I'm going getting ahead of myself here, but it's very very tough for me to see them even if they miss the NCAA tournament, but he has a top 40 class coming in the following season. I don't think that they're going to move on from him even with that. You know, so this kind of lessens the pressure now as well going into next season on Anderson and the rest of the staff if they have this monster recruiting class for 2023, you know, with Gardner, with Williams, with one of those other guys that I mentioned you know, a top 40, number two, number 30 class in the Big East. If they do that, I think a lot of the pressure comes off next season. But what a start to the 2023 class for Mike Anderson and for the rest of the staff. Uh, A fantastic job. Like I said, they really, really worked hard. They made Brandon Gardner a a big-time priority, and it paid off for them big-time here. Uh, Hopefully he sticks to his word and recruits some guys to come play with him. We'll see about that. But uh, very, very much looking forward to seeing Brandon Gardner in a St. John's uniform and a very, very big get, that goes without saying, uh, for the Red Storm. I want to also just get into quickly uh, Julian Champagny uh, going undrafted in the NBA draft. On Thursday night uh, a little bit of a bummer for sure you know there was you know it wasn't a, a done deal for sure that he was going to be uh, be drafted you know there were a lot of question marks I think best case he was probably going to go late 40s early 50s which kind of puts you in that range of, of potentially being undrafted and then you know once we got to the the, the 50s and then the mid 50s and the late 50s and teams kind of start to hard, uh, started taking all these kind of stash uh, international prospects you kind of figured that um, that it was not looking good for him to actually Actually be drafted, But hey, he gets to pick his location. He gets to pick where he wants to play. He lands with the 76ers on a two-way contract. That's still a hell of an accomplishment for a guy who three years ago was a zero-star unranked recruit. You know, you look at the transformation from Julian Champagny, you know, Being a completely unheralded recruit who you know no one really knew anything about him, like I said, no stars, you know, completely not noteworthy. uh, To being one of the better freshmen in the Big East, his freshman season, and certainly being a surprise, turning into arguably the best player in the Big East, his sophomore season, a guy who led the conference in scoring and and could have been the Big East Player of the Year, his sophomore season, and then turning into and continuing to uh, improve his junior season. Obviously, the team fell a little bit short of their Goal of an NCAA tournament with him, uh, but still a very, very solid junior season. Still an All Big East level season for Julian Champagne. and now he hears his name, or he doesn't hear his name called, but he lands in the NBA uh, on a two-way deal with the 76ers. So, you know that that's a recruiting tool. You would hope, you know, and not to to bring it back to St. John's. It's a hell of an accomplishment for Julian. Uh, but if he goes out in the league and he can, you know, play pretty well, much like his brother did with the Raptors last season, that's a big time recruiting tool as well. You know, for Mike Anderson to say, "Look what I did to this kid who clearly had the talent." You know, Champagne had the talent. Um, You know, look what I got out of him. Look what I was able to do with Julian Champagne in the three years that he was here. He developed from a zero-star, unranked recruit to an NBA prospect. You know, if I can do that for him, what can I do for you? If you're a three or a four-star prospect. Hopefully, and I'm I'm assuming if I'm saying that the coaches are saying that that's what they're able to sell to prospects now. So best of luck to Julian in the NBA. We definitely want to see him uh, go kill it in the in the G League and then obviously in the NBA. And you know it, the better that he plays in the NBA, the better that it is for St. John's. But I think that this is a big big accomplishment for him and for the school and for Mike Anderson as well. So uh, tip of the cap to them as well. And 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 hopefully he has a very very long and successful NBA career. But Really good vibes all around for St. John's right now. With the commitment of Gardner, you're feeling very, very good about next season and beyond. But hopefully, uh, this staff can continue the, the good work now throughout this summer. But uh, that's that's my thoughts. I'm going to throw it over now to Jay DeMeo. We're going to have him on. We're going to hear his his thoughts on, uh, on the commitment of Brandon Gardner and on Julian Champagny. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, I'm now joined by... Long-time guest of the program, Jay DeMeo. You can follow him on Twitter at JasonDeMaio1. Going to talk the Brandon Gardner commitment to St. John's on Monday. Jay, how are we doing?
1: Doing good, Troy. How are you? Thanks for having me
0: hanging in there and we were we were just talking you know it feels kind of bizarro here uh for st john's i almost have to check like we're in another dimension or another universe or an alternate universe or something that we've gotten so much good news this off season and this is kind of a continuation of it it's it's not something that we're really used to but it's it's a welcome change for sure
1: oh yeah for sure i mean when you look back at the most recent you know couple. Big name, high profile recruits, if you will, that St. John's has landed. Um, They've all been throughout the transfer market, but this season, what we saw with David Jones and Andre Carbello to Mustafa Heron and LJ Figueroa, but on the high school side, you know, it it was really lacking. Obviously, Julian was a high school recruit, but he was kind of an unknown at the time he committed. And this is really um, the biggest in terms of rankings this is the biggest recruit that St. John's has had out of a high school kid since Shamori Ponds mm-hmm. and before that I couldn't even tell you maybe like Rush Jordan or something probably but, yeah. Um, yeah obviously AJ Store came last year that was kind of out of nowhere no one expected that we weren't really in on him to what people thought and he came here but um Gardner's ranked a little higher than him so this is a, a very very good day for the program um, it seemed like they kind of had this locked up and in the bag for at least a couple weeks now but finally got the official uh, ruling that he will be a Johnny and it's a, it's a very very good starting point for what uh, we're hoping to be looking at a potential very big class of 2023 for
0: St. John's mm-hmm, definitely and you know beating out auburn lsu and then and then georgetown and then of course there were a ton of other uh big name schools involved in him like what does that say about this staff to you and their ability to recruit these high level kids like you mentioned we really haven't gotten many you know four four star top 100 recruits uh in recent time what does it say to you you know being able to get this kid who's not you know from the new york city area you know, not a local kid and yet we're able to beat out these power five schools to me that's a great sign uh what about to you
1: Said. I think when the staff has their eyes set on a kid, they're not really worried about, you know, the the high profile blue bloods that might be also competing with them and kinda would maybe have a staff want to maybe give up on a kid instead of wasting their time on something that might seem like a long shot. Mm -hmm. And I think at first when the news broke that St. John's was in on this kid, that's probably what the consensus was. Like, yeah, Auburn's in on him too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whoever else is in on him too. Like, sure, we can try, but, you know, how many times have we seen in the past where we'll maybe even make a kid's final five to final three, but, you know, we don't make the final Mm – but um, no, they the staff set their eyes on this kid from day one and made him a top priority. Uh, I think the fans also did a good job and you know trying to do the best they can, if you will, <laughs> as a second recruiting tool to really make it work for this kid. Uh, he obviously loves New York. Every one of his recruiting tr- trips went amazing. He was at, I was actually sitting up uh, three rows behind him at the Villanova game. He was on his visit. There was uh, a bunch of the student section was going crazy for him. They already had signs made for him. He was taking pictures with fans. Like he was already a Johnny for life. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of, uh, a lot of hype around this dude. And I think that, uh, did an excellent job getting this kid to come on board.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You you bring up an interesting point there, and this isn't really a question; it's more of a statement. I'd love to get your thoughts on it as well. You know, the the Garden as in like New York City as a recruiting tool. Um, I think that you know there's been some questions. I've even asked some questions about you know how how, how much does that really impact recruiting? Uh, you know, in today's day and age, when these kids you know haven't really grown up with Madison Square Garden, maybe like like kids of other generations have. Um, you know how how big of a recruiting tool is Madison Square Garden still, or, or you know, in, in your opinion?
1: I think it still plays. I don't think it is, you know, uh, the big thing that you used to be able to say it was back, mm-hmm. you know, seventies, eighties, nineties, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Of course, it's still an amazing arena to play in. It's still an awesome venue just to go to, whether you're playing or there as a fan. And It's a good tool to have in your back pocket. But with NIL
0: and all
1: the money that there is to be made in in college athletics these days, there's so much other factors that go into it Mm -hmm. more than just the arena. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, it also depends on the kid himself. I think that might stand out to a kid in the tri-state area more than a kid from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So it's just it varies between each player and you know what they're looking for in their college experience. But you look at some of the uh, the news there are in college. You know whether it's an on-campus experience or if the team playing in. A pro arena like Marquette does, like Georgetown does, like St. John's does, like a lot of the Big East teams do. Mm-hmm. Um, St. John's definitely has the upper edge in having this in their back pockets to use to try and uh, sway a recruit. So, mm-hmm. I think what would really help St. John's is obviously not to go off topic and beat a dead horse, was to get their on-campus facilities, you know, yep. up to date and up to standard. I think that'll really start changing things because St. John's only plays about five or six games a year at the Garden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, no, def- definitely can't
0: hurt. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Brandon Gardner as a fit on the court. Uh, you know, I, I obviously just basically know what the scouting report says and what the, uh, you know, what 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 I've seen in highlight videos. But definitely seems like a big-time athlete. Uh, where else do you kind of see him fitting into the, the style of play that St. John's and Mike Anderson like to run?
1: Well, he looks like he could be a menace on, on the boards, mm-hmm. something obviously St. John's has gotten a little better at over the past few years, but I still think could obviously improve. Mm-hmm. And he's just a, a freak athlete. I know we use that term a lot with kids, but this kid really is a freak athlete. He's six seven and has bounced to him. He can shoot. He can space the floor. He can uh, take pressure off of Curbelo or Posh. Say they still here for his freshman year when mm-hmm. he gets here. So he's really going to be... Um, I think what the opposing team is going to be game planning for once he gets on on campus because he's just he's too hard to miss. You can't you can't not game plan for this kid. He obviously um, sometimes kids with a, immense talent don't always work out in certain systems. But mm-hmm. from what everyone says, it seems like he's going to be excited to play in this specific system. He said it himself that he likes the high pace, energy. He uh, so I think. You know, every kid could look good on a highlight tape mm-hmm. if he just can make five minutes of their best plays on the court. <laughs> but he, I don't remember the last time St. John's had a kid that's this long and tall and kind of does everything and isn't just a shot blocker, isn't just a rebounder, isn't just a, a post up guy. He could do it all. So, um,. When I look at a comparison to him, I kinda think of like, I don't know, like he like that long I'm not comparing him to this person, but like it's similar to like that
0: Chris Daps Porzingis type of Mm -hmm.
1: type of build. Long, athletic, can block shots, will get rebounds, but um the kid a the kid the stud, it looks like, on tape, so it's going to be good to see.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. Now, we look at, you know, the, 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 this could be the start of a big 2023 class uh, for Mike Anderson, for this staff. Where do you see them going next? I know that Gardner kind of mentioned, you know, he wanted to reach out, a couple of guys that he wanted to reach out to. Brendan Williams seems like kind of the, the logical next step trying to keep him home. Uh, but, you know, it, maybe Williams and a couple of others, uh, where do you see them going next in, in 2023?
1: Yeah, and that tweet, you saw Gardner say he's going to reach out to the uh, Mikey Williams, who's like debating <laughs> if he's going to go straight from pro mm-hmm. or if he's even going to go to college. I think he's just saying that to say that. I think we've got to be realistic here, but 100%, <laughs> like you said, the, the focus is going to be on Brandon Williams. He's a local kid. He's at Christ the King. There's reports that... Uh, Brandon Gardner is actually going to be attending that school come the fall Mm -hmm. or at least the school in the five boroughs coming coming moving up from the south for his senior year so I think especially if Gardner lands at Christ the King that there could be a a real real good shot that they get this Williams kid I know UCLA recently got in the mix and Mm -hmm. it seemed like he liked that too but I don't know I think the attraction of playing with Gardner, having AJ Store here who's friends with Gardner and potentially becoming a monster 23 class could be... uh could be a big 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 advantage point that st john's has had over ucla uh-huh. um i think it's gonna come down to ultimately what the kid wants more is he gonna want you know the the luxurious you know hollywood lifestyle <laughs> or does he want to be the hometown kid who could be part of a really special core here that st john's hasn't seen since steve lavins d'angelo harrison class <laughs> so um i think the staff is gonna definitely prioritizes williams now for, for at this point now that they got garnered done mm-hmm. um i think st john's is in a very good spot i think it's really only going to come down to them or ucla and then another kid that they're in the mix with is a is, uh, carl sharon fant mm-hmm. out of I, I believe florida he's a good shooting guard four-star kid um he's a, probably another one that could end up in this 23 class we'll see how it goes from here apparently both of their visits uh have been very well. What went very well? So it's uh, I I don't think this is gonna just be ending with Brandon Gardner. I think we're gonna be seeing some other big, key high school additions, which is a uh, finally a good switch up from you know, the transfer market success, the real high school success with recruits now. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, definitely. And if, you know, they've already gotten Gardner now, if they're able to land Williams, let's say that they're able to land, you know, one other maybe top 100, top 150 uh, type kid. And they they do have, you know, one of the top classes in the Big East going into 2023. Uh, how much pressure do you think that kind of takes off Mike Anderson going into next season? Because, you know, you and I obviously have, have been two people who were kind of very vocal with the, the Struggles that Anderson had last year. I don't think that either one of us really would have minded if they moved on from Anderson this offseason if we're being honest, but you know, he's got another year now. We kind of went into this season saying it's going to be a make or break year, but to me at least it feels like he kind of buys himself another year of security if he's able to get this big monster recruiting class for 2023. But where do you stand on that in terms of, you know, the the job security that he's kind of buying with this with this recruiting class?
1: Yeah, I think Mike Anderson is definitely I think sorry, I think Mike Craig is definitely fully bought into Mike Anderson at this point going mm-hmm. forward. I, I I still think there's too much talent on this team. For them to to miss an NCAA tournament again, I think that's still the the goal like we say every year. I think that's still <laughs> the goal for this team next year. Um, but obviously, say this hypothetically, if this team does fall short and they have another you know sixteen seventeen win season, maybe getting an an IT bid, like if that's you know the ceiling next year obviously we're going to be in a place like we were at the start of this off with an angry fan base. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't think Mike Anderson being fired at this point is within the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I, I don't even know how bad of a season St. John's has to have for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I just don't think it's, I think they can go winless next year almost <laughs> and, and they're going to have this guy as the coach because of the the class that he's building. But, yeah. Um, Obviously, on paper, they definitely can be an NCAA tournament next year. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, we we really need to see it to finally believe it. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, Mike Anderson's definitely going to be the coach for at least mm-hmm. the next couple of years to come.
0: Yeah, because they'll they'll always have now the 2023 class to kind of sell fans on. Whereas you know this season, at the end of this season, they didn't have a ton to sell. You know, like like before that was before Corbella, before Jones. You know, there were a lot of question marks about this current team that won't kind of be there like you know next off season, even if it is a horrible season, like you mentioned. You know, like th- they'll have something to sell. I think that they didn't really have this year.
1: Yeah, 100%. A lot of people really weren't sure the direction of this team. Mm-hmm. Like me and you, we thought this kind of would have been a punt year. Yeah, exactly. Year to just, yep. just get through this to get to 2023. But um, I give the, the staff props for not doing that. Mm-hmm. And they really, you know, went out and tried to hit a home run this offseason. And they, they hit a grand slam. Mm-hmm. I, I can't underestimate uh, Zach Braziller tweeted it out, and he, he's spot on. You you can't underestimate the addition that uh, Coach Shoes Vetrone has yep. been to mm-hmm. the staff. Um, he he once he got on campus, the recruiting just did a one eighty, and um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see where things go next year.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, last thing I want to hit on, switching gears a little bit, uh, Julian Champenny going undrafted, ending up with the Sixers, though. Just wanted to get your quick thoughts on that, how it could impact, you know, potentially impact recruiting, and then, of course, Julian's uh, NBA, NBA prospects in, in your mind, uh, your thoughts on all that.
1: Um, obviously, it's stunk to not see him get drafted after what we thought might have been a lock that he was going to get drafted at some point in the second round. Um, you never know how, how the NBA draft is. There's certain people that get drafted over certain others that it just kind of doesn't make sense. Like, you know, the, the UConn kids are no. smart <laughs> and going. And, but. um. I don't think anyone's really shocked. Just more of a bummer because how much everyone loved this kid. And um, but it's good that he got a deal right off the bat. He got a two way deal, which is a very solid deal for an undrafted kid to get. So um, obviously, going to be fun having another St. Johnny to look for out look out for in the NBA. I know Aaron Wheeler got a summer deal with the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. They're going to be playing each other the first week of summer league. Um, but to the fans that thought um, Julian should have came back for his senior year. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> let's, be,
1: let's be realistic. That was never an option. And it, it just didn't make much sense. He had nothing left to prove here. No. His draft stock wasn't going to be going anywhere. He would have just lost another year to make pro basketball money. So whether he sticks it in the NBA or if he goes overseas eventually, wherever he is, I'm sure he's going to make a ton of money and be successful. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of my take
0: on the yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, it would not have made any sense. I saw people talking about him coming back to school. Definitely would not have made uh, any sense at all. But, Jay, thank you so much, man, for uh, giving a couple minutes here talking about Brandon Gardner's commitment. And uh, we will definitely be talking to you again this off offseason uh, whenever any news breaks. Uh, thanks, Jay, and have a good one. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for having me. All right. All right, thank you once again to Jay Dimeo for coming on and breaking down the Brendan Gardner commitment to St. John's here on Monday and where the Red Storm can go in recruiting from here. And then a little bit of his thoughts on Julian Champagne and his NBA draft prospects. You can follow Jay on Twitter at JasonDeMeo1. That last name is D-I-M-A-I-O-1. He's a contributor to Johnny Nation SJU, Daily Dose of Hoops, and he's a big-time contributor to this podcast as well. Always appreciate having Jay on. Uh, just one more thing I wanted to hit on before I get out of here is the uh, something that kind of came up in the last maybe month or so since we haven't been on the show. Or at least I, I think it's been pretty recent that it's that it's happened uh, or since our last episode. Uh, it's the storm marketing company that's been uh, created. I think it was Vin Okani is kind of the the head man behind this or the the, the main guy behind this. Uh, I know that there's a lot of different people. I'm not, I'm not uh, involved with any of it, but I, I know that there's a couple of different people and Vin seems like the main face of it. On on Twitter um, seems like it's a company that's giving St. John's uh, athletes, you know, NIL opportunities, you know, and and creating NIL opportunities for St. John's a- athletes. It seems like uh, basically the entire men's basketball team is involved in it now, which is a really really good sign. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to them, you know, that's that's really really cool to see, you know, fans kind of putting their money where their mouth is, literally, and uh, you know, donating to that, and, and and you know, getting these kids some money that they deserve, and hopefully it entices some players to come. Here, you know, you you saw Brandon Garner talk about the NIL opportunities that St. John's presents. Uh, the fact that there is a company that's you know helping out athletes get these deals and uh, and work out. You know, I, I saw they have some events going on. It's a very very big thing. So just wanted to give them a shout out. I, like I said, I know it's Vin who's kind of the, the lead guy. I'm not sure who else is involved with it. Uh, I have no ties to it. You know, I'm, I'm not. They didn't ask me to do this. It just seems like it's a really cool thing that's that's going on. So if you have the financial means to uh, you know reach out. to them and, and you know give some money to them. Uh, I think that would be really really cool. And um, you know it's a really really cool idea started by by Vin and a couple of others. So shout out to them. Uh, and hopefully that leads to more and more NIL opportunities for St. John's. And hopefully more and more recruits coming to St. John's like Brandon Garner. But that wraps up this show. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you again to Jay DeMeo there for coming on. Be back at some point in the uh, in the near future with another episode. Whenever hopefully hopefully after Brandon Williams maybe in the, in the next couple of weeks uh, although that seems unlikely to happen that quickly but thank you everyone for listening and as always let's go johnny's